Hey guys, I'm Deshaun Kavanaugh from Saved by the Bell, and you are listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Sean, welcome to the cave. Woohoo! Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. How are you, man? What's new with you? I'm doing well. Um, as far as new, not too much. I, you know, had a show come out pretty recently. That's awesome. So I'm just, you know, keeping up online and digitally with that, and uh, you know, staying in contact with my family as much as I can. Uh, yeah. So let me, uh, you're out in LA, right? And uh, your family's from Minnesota. That's correct. That's correct. You've done the research. I've done the research. So how's that? How's that? How is that whole thing? You know, you're there and your parents, your family's on the other side. It's, you know, it's difficult for sure. But, uh, you know, for me, coming to L.A. was something that I had considered. I was a performer all throughout high school. I was like, I'm either going to go to New York or to California. And it just so happened to work out that I went to California and, you know, uh, it's, it's tough, especially during these, these really challenging times with everything going on with COVID-19, with all of the, you know, political, uh, conversations happening and, and thoughts going through people's heads and, uh, fear. So, uh, it's, it's been, it's been tough, but it throughout time, like me be, I've been here for five years. Uh, it's nice actually, because it's super warm in California. Minnesota has mm-hmm. snow. So I get to go home to Minnesota to see the snow when I want to frolic a little bit, throw a few snowballs and then come back there and enjoy the, the warmth. So we mentioned, you mentioned earlier, you know, you had a new show. Of course, everybody knows, uh, say by the bell, the reboot. You've been, yeah. you've, done a, you've done a few other projects. So we'll talk about that. Let's get to a little bit more about sure. you. You know, you're, you said you're from Minnesota. Like at, how old were you when you kind of had an idea you, this is what you wanted to do. Well, so I was a performer all throughout high school. And so um, I was in show choir, which was like singing and dancing at the same time. You know, Midwest, it's kind of a big thing. There's a little competitive, uh, you know, community there. So my high school competed in that. And then I also did fear. And so I definitely knew I wanted to do performing because in, in high school, you know, I may not have excelled in every class. I was good at English, not so good at math. But every single year I was all aces in choir and just really, uh, really enjoyed it and found my passion at a young age, which was great. I, just, I think I just liked the tension. I just liked the tension. I liked, you know, talking to people and I, you know, I liked the, how it felt to perform. So how old were you when you started performing? Uh, I'd say taking myself seriously performing uh, 14. My freshman year of high school, I joined the varsity show choir at my school, which basically meant that I would learn uh a whole set 30 minute dance routine of different songs singing along at the same time. And I would do that pretty much every year uh, during the winter competition season for my entire high school career. It's one of those things where it's like, well, once you're in your family, you can't get out. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there like a specific uh, movie or TV show that you're watching also that kind of pushed you more to this? Like what was like some of your favorites growing up? Um, that's a good question. You know, it's, Funny you say that. And some some people have different opinions, but Forrest Gump was a movie for me. My mom 
we used to have a family joke. She would call me Forrest and I'd call her Jenny just as like a joke because we, she loved yeah. that movie as a, uh, uh, when I was growing up and uh, I thought that that was great. So I really liked Tom Hanks as somebody I always looked up to. And I, I loved how, you know, the odds being stacked against Forrest Gump, he always had this outlook of just being able to just, you know, he just went through it. He just went through everything. And that's something, that's a movie that really stuck out to me. Um, yeah. As a kid, I, I, I did like a lot of animation as a kid. I liked a lot of comedy, as you can see with my resume, like I worked a lot in, in comedy stuff, but I, I've, started diving more and the older I've gotten into more dramatic stuff and uh, you know, get on up was a movie uh, that I really liked too. I saw that when I was about 16, that was definitely one of the movies I went, I came out to uh, California to visit when I was 16 and that was a big deciding factor too, because I saw uh, get on up the, the, uh, the biopic on um, uh, James, what's it? James Brown. Yeah. James Brown. And uh, yeah, that movie is incredible. And Chadwick Boseman, that was the first time I'd ever seen him. And, uh, you know, at the time I was doing music. And so a uh, biopic about a musician that really resonated with me and seeing him in the cinema was just a boom in the film. Yeah. I say the cinema, but you know, it was one of those things, <laughs> those movie experiences, sometimes that's something you can only experience in the theater, you right. know? <laughs> so Here's a question about Minnesota. How did you not get pushed to like get into playing hockey or something like that? Because I thought every kid up there has to play hockey. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a law. Well, I did play hockey for seven years. So <laughs> it's a law. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially, you know, I was a bigger kid too. So they were like, Sean, don't be, don't be afraid to throw your weight around. But I never really, you know, got too aggressive when I played. I was a f forward, but I never really checked anybody. Uh, I did play hockey though. I got the MVP uh, when I uh, was like in my third year of recreational playing, most not MVP, most improved player, MIP, something like that. But uh, yeah, I definitely had teachers at school who were like, oh, Deshaun, you're, you're big. You should do wrestling. You should do swimming. And I thought about it. But the first thing that I did when I joined high school, and I, I think this def uh, ultimately uh, led to my, my path of performing was I started with choir and, and, and the dance. And so I, you know, that was something I was going to stick to. And so with with that, juggling that along with sports, you know, I had kind of had to choose and I, I chose to do music and, and artistry, acting. When you, uh, when you finished uh, high school, what was your next step? What did you do? Uh, I moved right out to Los Angeles, California. Wow. Yeah. You just went for it, huh? Yeah. I said, Let, let's go to Hollywood. Luckily I had some family to stay with and, you know, I got my, my feet kind of set up and uh, it was funny. I, I used to walk around in a suit in on Hollywood Boulevard, just thinking that some big producer would walk up to me and go, Hey kid, you got a great look. You're going to be in my next movie. <laughs> yeah. When, when you told your family, you're going to pack your stuff and you're just going right out there. What'd your mom mm -hmm. say to you? Uh, well, she was like, if that's what you want to do, you do it. And if that's what you want to do, do it. She definitely did not, you know, instill any doubt in me. She was, she always empowered me. She still does. You know, my mom is my heart, my strength. I love her to death. Um, yeah. When I was, when I was young, you know, she being in the, in the choir and stuff, it all cost money to be in every play and every choir, no matter what it was, if it was something attached to school, something that she saw a potential future for me and something that made me happy, she always made sure it happened for me and, and supported me. So. Yeah, so you've, been, nice. you've, you've been to LA for five years. When you first moved out there, how much time did you give yourself to say, okay, I'm going to stick around for an X amount of time. And if I don't make it, then I'll move back or I'll get into something else. What was your, See, what was your goal? 
Yeah, that's something that, you know, I didn't really think about it that way. And, and I'll tell you why, because when I first came out, I thought I was going to get into a performing arts school. I auditioned for uh, AMDA, A-M-D-A, A-M-D-A. Uh, it's a, you know, a school where they can teach you, you can get a degree in musical theater, you can get a degree in acting, you can learn a lot of stuff. Uh, the American Dramatics and Music Academy is what it's called. But I auditioned, got into the school, and then had my parents tell me that there was no way we were going to be able to afford to send me to that school. And neither of them were wanting me to take on, you know, a bunch of loans or, or something along those lines. And so I was pretty devastated. And I took that as kind of, that was my, that was my, okay, oh, wow. Is, is this going to make me or break me? But it was like, I'm here. I had just got here. I thought this was the path I'm going to go on. Okay, I thought I was going to do classic academia, do four years of school, then start acting. Well, then I, well, I decided to go, well, I'm 18 now. I might as well start just trying to be a professional actor now, because if I'm not going to be able to get to go to school, why waste any more time? Uh, and that's, uh, that was kind of the, the make it or break it moment for me. And when I decided that, it didn't matter. There wasn't, there wasn't really a time limit on it. But I, I do remember I, I took stepping stones for me. So for me, I didn't I didn't just jump into my series regular leading role on, on some sitcom or anything. Uh, you know, I, I, I took steps and I learned I, before I was an actor on set, you can pay big bucks. I had done PA work on set. I just learned how it was to be a part of the industry. And I started doing background work and extra work where you're basically just standing around in the movies but something yeah. you can learn from the industry is you know those first couple roles I realized oh well they'd call me in to be in a high school football scene or you know in the stands cheering in a crowd or you know that's when you start to identify how the industry sees you so I everything I did in in the industry stepping my way up to where I am now I was learning and growing and trying to take steps and crawl you know higher and so, uh, you know, for me, I know I got a little sidetracked here from your question, but it was like every time I got a little blip of information that encouraged me, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go until I remember when I first realized joining the union was based off of how many uh, productions that you had to be a part of. You have to be a part of three productions that are SAG and you need to be paid on a SAG contract as a non-SAG actor to join the union. And so when I found that out, that gave me a goal. And uh, by the end of that year, I had all three of those vouchers. What was one of your first gigs that you got out there? Uh, well, you actually had lines in it and everything. Yeah. So uh, funny story. I was, uh, well, I've done, a, I've done a bunch of things. I guess which story to tell is the question. Um, <laughs> well, I know you've done school. I know you did Ballers as the teenage Spencer, which that had to be awesome, yeah, by the way. That was really fun. And that one was one my manager booked me on and um you know it was really a lot based off of my physicality I you know I look a lot like how the rock looks and you know it was a stunt scene and I had stunts on my resume that was one of the things I got into when I first moved here I started taking free running courses at Tempest Free Running Academy uh in Northridge totally great place to train if you ever want to do any stunts um but yeah that was awesome I was I did a I, I had a line on American Vandal that Netflix show 
And that was that was one of my first co-starring credits. And it was funny because they had hired me just to kind of be a featured character to like give some looks to the main character and just be, you know, one of his buddies. And there was a scene where, you know, it was kind of a Spartacus moment. Everyone's standing up and saying, I drew the dicks. And I just decided to improv a little bit. And the director saw that, liked it and was like, okay, great. We're going to, you know, we're going to try a couple other things. And I, that was my first co-star contract. Well, we ended up shooting on the day, didn't end up making it into the final take. I was still in, you know, in the episode, just my line didn't end up making the final cut, but that was one of my first co-star contracts was just me improving and just feeling the energy of the scene and, uh, you know, kind of bringing a little me. <laughs> when you did Ballers, did you have a chance to meet The Rock? Uh, honestly, I didn't because that wow. show, you know, in LA, especially with high budget shows, Ballers is a show where, you know, everything is, it looks great. It all looks high luxury. And so, you know, to pull that off, they need to have a lot of money. And so if they have enough money to, to pull off those shots, then they have enough money to have two full productions running at the same time. One running 15 year old Spencer in the bar, which I was filming doing stunts and then actual shooting with Dwayne and, and the other cast members um, yeah. and the other side of town. It's, it was just, it was just awesome to be a part of that production because it was like, I was like, well, so am I going to see him at all? I saw his trailer, but yeah. they just had, so, they had two full teams running at the same time. And so I was like, okay, I got, I got my work to do today and maybe we'll see him someday soon. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that you didn't get a chance to even like meet him because you were playing a younger version of him. Just right. To like, just to like run off ideas off each other, how to play the character. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a quick stunt and it was like a bar fight that he was retelling the story of and we were basically reenacting and so yeah. it was cool we worked with the stunt team on that one and it was that was really fun because you know i i have never been in an actual bar fight but you watch the episode we we had a bar fight that day we were shooting pool and then all of a sudden somebody bust a bottle over somebody's head and yeah <laughs> it was pretty pretty cool day so let's talk about your new show, man. Now you're on Saved by the Bell. How exciting has this project been for you? Oh, it's been incredible. Um, you know, it is a classic, as we all know. Um, I, I got to say, if you haven't seen the show, definitely check it out. It It is so different and refreshing from the old one, but still calls back to the nostalgia. Um, it was it was really exciting to be able to work on the show. The entire cast was just phenomenal, really good people, really funny people. And the, the writers, they, they know what they're doing, but they're also willing to let their actors play. And like I said, I like to do improv. And on that show, they let me play around a little bit, which I thought was really fun. I mean, my character Colt, he's a reoccurring football player. He comes throughout the season. And, uh, you know, when you see him, you definitely know you're ready for a laugh because he's just, you know, he's oh, yeah. one of those characters where it's either you're laughing at him, you're laughing with him, but either way, it's, it's you know, it's all fun. Uh, tell, um, first of all, did you uh, watch the original? I've watched some of the original. Yeah, okay. I, I wasn't like a hardcore fan, but I, yeah. I definitely watched it. So um, I want to hear about, about your audition for this. Sure. Um, so it's funny. I had actually auditioned for for the same project a few uh, a few weeks earlier, and I had kind of had a sense for the tone. And I had been watching, you know, watching stuff from the same producers and just getting the, in the energy. And um, I, I did a lot of visualization since I had been to this office before. I was like, imagine yourself in the room doing doing it. And that's, you know, that's what I think a lot of actors should be doing. Just 
you know, if you can see it in your mind, there's no reason it can't come true. And so the audition was quick, short and sweet. We did the, you know, feelings helmet episode. I think it's in episode two, um, the, the feelings helmet scene. And then yeah. uh, I even threw a little bit of improv in on that. And uh, that kind of, I guess when I threw improv in the audition and then they chose to cast me, it made me kind of go, okay, well maybe I'll try a little bit of this on set, see how it goes. And I thought, uh, I thought I really liked it. And I thought, I, I thought it turned out well. I thought the directors I worked with uh, really enjoyed just having somebody to bounce energy off of for these, you know, smaller one-off kind of joke moments. It was really fun. Did you know you were going in there to audition for the new Say by the Bell? I did. Okay. I did. So were you in front of like the writers too, like Tracy and... Nope. This one was actually just the, just the two casting people. And uh, okay. they sent the, sent the footage out and around. I mean, I know for other roles, they, they did do a more intense process, but um, you know, I, they had seen me once before. So, you know, that, that could be another part of it or they really liked me either way. But uh, this was one where I went in, I did the tape and um, yeah, that's, we, we so heard you, back you a few weeks later. So you play Colt, like how would you describe him? very lovable very sensitive um guy you know i think he's like like one of his good friends belmont or uh jamie jamie in the show yeah he's he's just a you know almost a a puppy dog of just good quality energy but as you can see colt's you know colt's a little different he's got his own background <laughs> his, his parents are clearly going through things as you see in episode five uh or you hear about in episode five but you know he's he is a character who is like many of the Bay, bayside kids just unaware of uh some other people's perspectives and struggles in life and so you know playing that support character with with jamie it, it just felt it felt really fun. We had a lot of fun doing it and having a, you know, a girl on the football team being a part of a, a right. football team that yeah. is, yeah, is that it's ex accepting, you know what I mean? Colt is not your average football meanie, you know, and that's kind of what you expect when you first see me, but then you realize it's like, oh, these guys are a little bit different, you know? Yeah. It's not your typical high school where you saw. Yeah. For the, the way that they, they wrote it, they did the, so I watched, I've seen all the, I have one episode left to watch. I have episode 10 to watch, but they like, okay. Every episode that I watch, it's like they, they did the scripts right. And they've kind of like, it has nothing like, you know, like, yeah, it has the, you know, some of the original people from the original cast, but it's like mm -hmm. the way they made the atmosphere, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's another thing worth noting. Just as far as anyone who wants to be an actor or anybody who just, studies film or, or studies TV and want, wants to write for TV or something. The original show is a multi-cam comedy where yeah. the remake is a single cam comedy. And those are uh, styles that we uh, talk about just based on how they shoot it. Single cam comedies often do have more than just one camera, but the reason it's called that is like the perspective of the storytelling is like uh, more through, you know, a, a tighter, closer, lens it's more realistic where with uh you know multicam that's a, usually on a stage and it's usually you know there's laugh tracks it's something right. um you know like the original was there's the original, moments yeah. for pauses because the studio audience is actually watching they're giving their live reactions and they're waiting for the laughter to die down so they can say their next line clearly how was it working with uh this cast and uh members of the original cast 
It was awesome. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley was so nice. I was telling her about an audition that I had coming up and she was just giving me the, just the most sweetest, uh, most encouraging advice ever. And Mario's super fun, super quick. Um, you know, can't get anything past him for sure. And uh, yeah, he's just a great energy to work with. Out of all uh, the first season, the 10 episodes, what was the, your favorite scene overall? And then what was your second favorite scene like with you being in it? Um, that's, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I had, I had so much fun every time I got to be on set. Um, I will say, I think, I think it's in episode 10 or it's either in, I can't forget. I can't remember if it's eight, nine or 10, but there's a, the, the football boys do a dance number. And, uh, have you seen that yet? Is that what you guys are wearing? The t- Or he's wearing, Jamie's wearing the tux. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think like, I think it's like, yeah, I think it's either seven or eight. eight, I think. eight? I think yeah. It's something eight. like yeah. that. That I have to say, that was actually my last day of filming on set, and that one was so special and fun for me to to do because, you know, I like I said, I come from music, I come from dance, I come from performance. So that was just a really, uh, really special and fun day for me. Didn't you also do a dance scene with uh, Mario Lopez too in that in the house party? I did. Yeah, yeah that yeah, house yeah. party. That was that was another day. That was just so much fun. Um, that, that had to be a classic scene for you. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I had watched the reference, you know, the reference footage and just kind of realized, okay, I'm wearing kind of the screech costume. What was screech doing? Okay. He was playing piano. So I start playing air piano and, you know, just all those little things, those things that, you know, the diehard fans are going to, going to see and go, Ooh, there's an Easter egg. Those are the type of things that the team and, and the actors were kind of just trying to put in there. And I had a lot of fun on on both those days where I got to dance. There's (laughs) definitely a lot of Easter eggs throughout each episode mm-hmm. have you heard anything about a uh, season two yet uh i don't know if that information is you know released to the public at the moment so as of now we're we are Waiting. watching season one and telling people to get out there and watch and see season one but um you know when more information is available to the public you will know and we will all be I'll be hopefully getting a little more saved by the bell in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what's next for you? You know, that's a great question. Uh, With the pandemic and everything, a lot is closed off, but the industry is slowly and safely starting to get back together. Um, I think, you know, auditions will be coming in. I have, I have movies that I've done within the last year that will still be coming out. Um, And so, you know, I'm one of those people who lives in the moment fully and I guess I'll know what's coming next when it's, when it's right in front of me. <laughs> Speaking of auditioning, like, cause I know with the whole pandemic and everything, a lot of people are now doing like self tape. What do you enjoy more self tape or in front of people? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really make a huge difference to me one way or another. Uh, they both have their pluses. They both have their minuses at the end of the day whichever one it is you're going to do, be prepared. That's what it comes down to. Well, when you're not working, uh, what do you enjoy doing? I really like playing music. I play the drums. I sing, I play piano. Um, I try to stay active and do hikes and stuff when it's, when it's safe. I bike. I actually, during the, during the summer, while we were all kind of cooped inside, I, I, uh, sanded and, and, uh, put together a bike. So I have like a, a brand new bike. That's my special thing that I made for myself. (laughs) 
during the during the summer of the pandemic, and that that's been a fun thing to do. Just just building things. Re, I've been refurbishing some furniture and stuff in the backyard. Just you know, projects, keeping myself yeah. busy. That's awesome. Uh, lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media? You can check me out on Instagram at Deshaun Cav. That's D E S H A W N C A V. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Deshaun Cavanaugh. That's D E S H A W N C A V A N A U G H. Reach out on social media. We're happy to have you be a part of the journey. Um, you know, I like to post about successes, gratitude, but you know, I like to keep it real too. So if you if you're interested in in following the journey of an actor and artist in Los Angeles, I'm here. I'm all yours. Sean, this was fun. Uh, thank you for coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elias. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, the MCCPodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.